This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham and with me today, of course, is the absolutely fantastic Jojo. Hello, Jojo in the house. <laughs> hello, Graham. How are you today? Jojo, I'm doing all right. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. <laughs> That's all I want to hear. Jojo, guess why? <laughs> Because today, Saturday, well, we record on Saturday. I, I, I think we've told people that before, right? Yeah. Today is, well, Saturday the 5th. Mm-hmm. It is the inaugural match of the first ever newly minted Charlotte, North Carolina's soccer team. It's called Charlotte FC. Yeah. Yes, Jojo. Yes, yes, yes. And I am woo, I excited. going to say, <laughs> I know you're excited about that. <laughs> you know, by the way, I'm a fan of Chelsea FC of the English Premier League. I do not, I've never followed any MLS teams because I don't like the MLS. I don't think the format is respectful to soccer, to the way proper soccer leagues function. But, but it's exciting to have a team from your hometown. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm willing to get behind this one. Yeah. I am now lamenting the fact that I didn't get uh, season tickets for the inaugural season. But I feel represented because my son went because my son went to a game. So. Ah, very nice. <laughs> very nice. Yeah. Yes, yes, Good yes. Stuff. Good so stuff. that's it for me. What what's what's new going on with you, Judge? Oh God. Uh I spent literally five hours in a car dealership waiting for my oil to get changed in my car. So <laughs> five hours, that's a record, isn't it? I my actual record is six hours waiting. That was back in Maryland. But yeah. No. Yeah. This was uh I everything I said on or that I read online said um so I needed to take it a particular place because uh, what I've got, they've got the uh, the service plan or whatever. So right. I, uh, yeah, I I took it and uh, everything I read said, make sure you make an appointment first thing in the morning because otherwise you'll be there all day. So I made an appointment at seven o'clock right when they open. I was there 10 minutes before all checked in and waited six hours for an oil change. Nice. Yeah. So. Nice. Now, now you have a record to talk about. Yeah, right? I have, yeah, a record to talk about. Yeah, that was five hours. My other record was six. But yeah, that is awesome. And yesterday, yesterday was March fourth, which was my uh-huh. father's favorite day of the year because he would say, "Today we march fourth. We march." Oh, that's awesome, yo! <laughs> See that? That's it. your dad. <laughs> your dad was the man. I even go that. I, I, I always think of him on March 4th. March 4th. March, today we March 4th. Today we March 4th. That's, that is also. That's a <laughs> clever little thing to say, you know what I mean? So, yeah. He was always yeah. about, a, let's take a walk today so we can properly March 4th. <laughs> Judge's dad, man. I think we're going to we're gonna have to create a bust in Maryland for you, dad. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. I think you know, that's a good idea. Um, I mean, yeah. Why yeah. not? <laughs> Let's do it. 
Right. So we have arrived to the point where, Jojo, we ask ourselves, in this case, I ask you first, because, yeah, what did you watch this week, Jojo? <laughs> <laughs> this week, I, I actually watched The Tinder Swindler, which is one that really I did. I did watch it. I It came up on, uh, you know, like the top whatever list on, on Netflix. So I was like... This looks dumb, so I'm going to watch it. And it actually was not dumb at all. It was sort of no. horrifying and, and sad. And it was a much more thoughtful documentary than I was expecting. I was sort of except, expecting something really sensationalized just because, you know, the title and yeah. and all of the stuff that went down. But it was it was actually a, a well thought out and well-produced documentary. You know, it, it's... It's weird because I've stayed away from this because of that, because thinking that it's probably, you know, some sensationalized thing that, yeah, look at these dumb people falling for a swindler, you know what I mean, on Tinder or whatever. But I'm glad you watched it because now I will take a look at it. You it, know, it, I trust I trust the hell out of you. <laughs> it, it, it is very good and it is not, it does not victim blame at all. And it kind of, shames anybody who does victim blame. There's a, a good segment of the show where they talk about why this happens and how it happens and, and how these, because, you know, he's not the only one who swindled people. The, there's love scams all the time, everywhere on every single dating app that exists. So um, he just took it to a whole another level. But there there is a whole segment about how these people know who to target, how to target them. They know exactly what to do, what to say. And essentially, you know, if you're going to blame the victim, then just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. And this is a conversation we've never had. But, you know, I work some days at here at Charlotte Airport, Charlotte International Airport. And at least twice a week, I have to meet people that have been swindled and taken, taken for a ride because I don't particularly work for an airline, but I work at the visitor information's desk at the airport. And at this point, we can even spot them. You know, the, the guy who is walking around with a bouquet of flower mm. and clearly looking for somebody they've never met before and will, will come and ask you questions about flights that never land there, <laughs> you know about about flight from destinations that never land at Charlotte Airport and with very, very shoddy information as to the itinerary of the flight. And we have a number of questions that we ask and then we determine, yeah, man, that, that person is never coming. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it is an absolutely sad thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's sad. It's not something that we laugh about. Like, I mean, when we... When we tell people, when we, we have that conversation with other people about, you know, this is what happened today at the airport, you know, pe people can't help but laugh because it sounds sometimes comical. But the fact of the matter is these things happen and there are people out there who are profiting from other people's loneliness and yeah. perhaps naivete yeah. on, online. Yeah. To, to take advantage of them and money and, and things of that nature. But these 
there is no this would never happen to me thing. It's just it's just simple as that. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Because when you when you have someone who is lonesome and and wants to believe in love, it doesn't take I think a huge amount to push you into the, over the edge of believing somebody who's saying all the things that you want to hear. And yeah. if you've if you feel like you've known them, you know if you've been talking to them regularly and they ask you for. I need a hundred bucks, you know, just to, I, I, my check came late or whatever. Can you cover me a hundred bucks? Oh, sure. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And then, then the amount just goes up from there. Yeah. And by that time, you know, you've been so lied to that you don't really know what is true anymore. And you just kind of cling on to, I need to, that I'm just going to trust this person because they've always told me what I want to hear. So yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very very sad. It's tragic and the, those people are scum. The people that scam someone who has a good heart, who wants to find someone to care for and care about. They're just they're just scum. Is all they are. It's it's disgusting that people use the human condition and the human heart to make money. I completely agree, Judge. I I think you know, it, it's it's something that I witness pretty you know frequently and it never ceases to amaze me so yeah it's a sad story it's really a sad story it is it really is it's 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 criminal and it's it's just abhorrent um this week jojo i did not watch anything new to be honest with you i watched one of my favorite shows it is a show that was originally on Netflix, and then after a while, Netflix kind of get got rid of it because then BritBox bought it. It's a show called Death in Paradise, and I've talked about <laughs> about this show on the podcast a couple of times. This is your cozy blanket show. That's my show. That's <laughs> my show. It's it's the only detective procedural show that is filmed in the Caribbean, and is at least based in a fictitious Caribbean island. Death in Paradise refers to a place, a small Caribbean nation called Saint-Marie, which does not exist. It's supposed to be half, half British, half French. However, Death in Paradise is actually filmed on the island of Guadeloupe, okay. which is a French department. The French people don't have states, but department. So it is a French department in the Caribbean. It's, I think, one of the few places in the Caribbean where euro is used. The, if you call a number in, in Guadeloupe, you're going to have to dial the same numbers as you would dial to, to call a person in France. Okay. So that's where the show is recorded. And my connection to Guadeloupe is that I have families in Guadeloupe, right? <laughs> I've got an aunt and her husband who've lived there for as long as I can remember. I was probably six or seven years old when my aunt moved to Guadeloupe. The husband had already been there. So so all of my cousins, except for one, Caleb, Caleb was born in Haiti, but all of his siblings were born in, in Guadeloupe. And those are the cousins that I tell you that I don't like because they say they are French. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so knowing, knowing that and knowing that you have family there, did like, so have you visited there? Like, have you spent a lot of time there? I don't. I've I've never been to Guadeloupe. Okay, because I was gonna ask. I, I was gonna ask you if you were like, oh, I've been there. I've been there. Like when they were filming. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't like my cousins. Okay, gotcha. Because they're French. Yeah. <laughs> and Caleb, my my cousin who was born in Haiti, he also behaves behaves like a French. So I barely talk to him on WhatsApp. And as soon as he turns too Frenchy, I turn away from the conversation. <laughs> I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. By the way, if you're from France and you're listen, listening to the show, do not take any of this seriously. <laughs> we fuck around a lot from this show in much in the same way that it is not true that Jojo hates Andrew Garfield or whatever. This is just running gags that we have yes. on kicking and streaming, yeah. you know. It's so, just our shtick. Um, I don't hate the French. I just don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that helps, does it? <laughs> yeah, I, I think you were going really good there until until that part. I think I think it was working well. <laughs> bon, je suis désolé. <laughs> je veux pas dire que j'ai euh, les Français. C'est pas ça que je dis. Uh, J'aime bien les Français. Uh, ouais, j'aime bien la France. Je pense que je suis pas sérieux, pas sérieux du tout. Hein? All right, then, shall we move on, Josh? <laughs> sure, let's. I don't think that was helpful at all. So. <laughs> uh, mes amis de la France, uh, pardon. All right. Uh, I do have to say that I think the, the French national anthem is the best national anthem. I actually love La Marseillaise. Isn't it great? I love it. I love it. It's like everything a national anthem should be. It makes you want to stand up. It makes you want to grab a gun and march. Yes. <laughs> it's just terrible, yes. but it's it's fabulous. Yes, and it has like a cadence to it that almost feels tropical. Agreed. Agreed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's got a little bit of swing to it, too. I mean, it's, it's yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right? So today, my friends, we are actually reviewing a brand new movie on Hulu. It is called Fresh. Jojo, I don't know why you made me watch that. <laughs> <laughs> why did you have to come up with that, man? No cool. No cool? You didn't like it? <laughs> no cool. No cool. <laughs> Fresh. This movie came out what? Uh, Thursday? I think so. Yeah, Thursday. It came out on Thursday, and for several reasons, I thought this movie should be should have waited and come out on, on Halloween or near Halloween, because it's going to be one of those movies that people are going to want to watch around Halloween time. It's not necessarily a terribly scary movie, but it's a proper thriller, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's a proper, proper thriller. Mm -hmm. Right, Jojo? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I uh, So this, this movie, I think, might be one of my favorite movies of 2022 so far. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's really cool because you can, there's, there's two movies here and you can watch whichever one you want to. <laughs> so you, you can go with the straight dark comedy thriller, you know, just what it is. And then you can also, if you want to go with the complete satire and social commentary 
And I love that about this movie. I think uh, Stan Sebastian gave a phenomenal performance. Yes. And uh, yes. this movie was was right up my alley. I, I've I've laughed a lot and also cringed a lot. Yeah, I think that's exactly the the movie's purpose was because there was a moment where I thought maybe I don't want to watch these, but again I have to because. This is what our show is about today, so I've got to do this. I have to man up or dude up or whatever you call it and finish this up, right? But then I found myself enjoying it because there was a, an incredibly satirical portion of it. Mm -hmm. And actually, if like today on Kicking and Streaming's thread on Twitter, I tweeted exactly... <laughs> Those words that I, I saw. bitches like you <laughs> are the problem. <laughs> yep. And, and 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 it's just it's just like that's funny, but it's real because for all of the misogyny and toxic masculinity that is out there, there is almost always some semblance of a woman feeding it yes and helping it out yes absolutely and that's <laughs> that's infuriating yeah <laughs> so let's hear you jojo uh synopsize this movie for our audience and then we'll take it from there okay so this movie is called fresh it's on hulu it is a it's billed as a dark comedy thriller I do think that it is more than that, and we'll we'll get into that when we get talking about it. But it has a really great cast. There's um, Daisy Edgar Jones, Sebastian Stan. There's a JoJo in it. <laughs> JoJo Gibbs, yeah. Andrea Bang is in it. So it's an excellent movie. It starts as a as a, a thriller in that you know, kind of your standard fare. Somebody trust somebody that they shouldn't and they they go to an area where they can't contact anybody and then you know sh shenanigans uh, ensue but there is a twist to this one and there is a very very interesting if you're if like i said this one is i i love because you can have two movies you can just take it for the straight thriller yeah. or you can really dig into this and get to the social commentary that's in it. So, but yeah, yeah. So we've got a, a movie about a, a lonely person who is taken advantage of in what is, you could probably call a love scam to tie everything back to what we were originally talking yes, about. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you, you are absolutely right. I think, I think it, it's very apropos that we had this conversation because that is in itself a love scam. And, uh, at the end, people are taken advantage of, and boy, it does fucking get complicated, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. I ended up liking this movie precisely because of the way you see it. There's more than 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 one movie here. If you wanna, if you wanna go that route, there's social commentary. Um, there is a a comical vein to it that. You only you you really need to have a very fucked up sense of humor actually to like it, and that's us right here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you know. 
in everything about this, Sebastian Stan, I'm not even going to wait for, for us to talk about the cast to, to get into this, but first of all, Sebastian Stan has done his darndest to not be pinned as the the Winter Soldier guy. Yeah. And the Captain America dude. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, he has gone out of his way to not being typecast as Bucky, and I love it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think the Pam and Tommy thing plus this movie are going to be what's going to really take him out of that realm of this is the dude that was Bucky in Captain America. So so I love that about him because when you see him in other movies, you are actually able to see somebody else. Yes, yes. And that's all an actor needs, doesn't it? Yes, yes, exactly. I, that's that's 100%. Because I, I didn't see Stan Sebastian. I saw this this character, Steve. I saw Steve. Um, you know, And I mean, at the beginning of it, I was kind of like, Bucky, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> but then, but then, you know, when we, when we got, when we get into the, the, the meat of his performance, if you will, that he was just so good at, he, he brought the arrogance of a doctor to life. I thought beautifully without even really a huge amount of attention pushed towards it. Yeah. The kind of macabre humor that you see in in medical fields, he, <laughs> the dancing scenes are just hilarious. One, but also like it's it's like such a a, a a view into this character and and what motivates him and what drives him and just how fucked up he is. And <laughs> so there's a scene where he's talking to Noah, who is our our female protagonist. And he's talking about something. I, I think we've got to say that the, this is this re review is going to be full of spoilers. So if you haven't seen this movie, maybe watch it first. If you do, if you if spoilers bother you, if that's something that bothers you. If you, you. believe in spoilers, if you believe, yeah, I don't, I, oh, I don't right. believe in spoilers. Yeah, that's but so they're they're talking about. He's talking to Noah about the experience of of eating human flesh for the first time. And they have this back and forth where she's mostly just asking him questions and he's pontificating. And he he's so good at it because it's almost like somebody, it made me think of somebody who talks about a really expensive wine that you can never afford or a really expensive car that you'll never be able to drive or like a religious experience that you'll never possibly have. And it was so... Fabulous. He nailed that speech so well. And, and the fact that he really didn't let her talk. He just talked the whole time about it and she's just looking at him. And it, 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 it was so many things to me, but that scene right there for me was just like, oh, this guy is fabulous. It's a fantastic thing. And, and I'm glad you brought this point up because here's the thing. This is a guy who is selling something that he knows is reprehensible yes. and that's why that's why the whole no you, you you don't get to talk i get this is why i don't trust salespeople, right <laughs> <laughs> when i ask you a question right when i ask you a question and it goes on for more than three minutes you're trying to tell me far too much than what i'm asking you mm -hmm. so you 
you are distracting my attention from the answer in giving me all the information that I shouldn't need, right? And, and, and this guy knows exactly what he's doing, right? Yes. But I also think that it's one of the most poignant social commentaries on this one because remember him saying the people who consume these are the 1% of the 1%. And he basically says here, these are the people who, based on the money that they have, they go after the things that only they can have, that no one else can have. Not the yacht, not the Jaguar, not the, no, 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 not the 600, like, you know, that Russian oligarch that owns a $600 million yacht. One of the biggest yachts in the world. He also has the biggest personal aircraft in the world, that dude. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Bezos can have that too. So how about going for this particular delicacy, yeah. if you will? Forbidden fruit. That, that's exactly what's wrong with the having too much shit. <laughs> with the possessing more money than anybody can even imagine because you are going to and and folks don't get me like i'm not conspiracy theorizing here this is no this is not what this is about at all i'm talking about the commentary that is that is being made here it's not necessarily about what ends up happening in this movie what i'm saying is that this is exactly why you have the jeffrey epstein yep this is exactly why yep. you have People like that, that are going to find something that is their thing. Yes. That their money can buy. Yes. And a little bit That's, of danger to it. Just a little bit. Mm -hmm. that they'll, they'll be able to buy their way out of, you know. But exactly. It, but there's a little bit of risk involved. Just a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so he talks about that and he justifies this is his justification supply and demand mm -hmm. there's a market for it and i'm here to supply it so don't blame me i'm not the bad guy i'm not a bad guy at all right no no i am just supplying a demand that if i didn't do it someone else would mm -hmm. yep. so instead of it being someone else might as well be me yeah so what am I doing wrong? That is a sociopath right there. <laughs> yes, yes. Man, if you are stumbling upon this, this podcast for the first time, you'll think, there, or if you've listened to this show before, you'll be like, there's nothing, there's nothing this motherfucker watches that he doesn't come up with some kind of social explanation and shit. It's because that is there all the time. Yes. I, I'm here for it. Yes. And I'm here to see it. And I see it in every single thing. You turn, Jojo. <laughs> you turn. <laughs> so for me, it was, which a lot of, of people have, have pointed out, but it felt very um, personal as a woman with this because uh there's there's so many scenes that hit home it's been a really long time since i dated but i have been alone in the world and the whole um this this is a scene where she's walking to her car 
and she's clutching her car keys and the Wolverine fist, we always call it, you know, the keys, the keys through the fingers. So you've got some kind of a weapon to knock somebody's eye out if they come after you. And then the guy that's following her is, is just a dude with a cute little baby. And she's like, Oh, I'm such an idiot. And you have those moments, you know, and then you have moments where you're truly terrified and the date she has, the disastrous date she has with this pure misogynist, but also just a douchebag. I mean, the scarf in the food was gr- yeah, grosser yeah. to me than a lot of the other <laughs> scenes later on. Like that made me want to puke. But the, some of the other ones, I was just like, yeah, at least it's he washed his hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. so, so there, there's that, and then you have the commentary of. Of course, she's going to be interested in somebody who reaches out to you in real life because, and of course, you know, they're a charming person. And so I know that people were like, I read a few reviews online where people were like, why would somebody fall for that sort of thing? And I thought, well, one, this is someone who obviously knows their mark. They knows they know what they're looking for, just like any right. other love scam. And this is someone that has also realized that in a digital world of dating, having someone reach out in person is going to be a novelty and that's going to be interesting and exciting. And for the right kind of person, that's, that is exactly the way to reel them in and exactly the way to get them to your, your cabin in the woods for a certain mark. That's going to be exactly what you know, they want to do, you know, this is romantic. This is, this is, this is cool. And so I, I, I think that that is so, so perfect in the, in the realm of scams, in the realm of of looking for love, if you're a lonesome person and for the, so many of the scenes, you know, where he would tell her to just smile and then when he brought her that dress, that awful, awful, awful fucking dress, awful dress. It's, like, it's pink. Yeah, it's pink. It was, to me, that was all just complete, total satire and social commentary. And just, it was, it was hilarious to me in the sense of this is such a brilliant way to bring this into the focus and into light and to show it in a different way that isn't completely depressing. <laughs> which sounds weird to say in a movie that's about somebody that eats people but right. but it it is a comedy it is a dark comedy but it wields its comedy with such a fine razor blade of of just parody and satire and showing you how awful these people are and how ridiculous they are and how much sexism and misogyny has essentially ruined lots of really good things for for women. I yeah. I, I, I like the character of Penny, who I loved, even though we didn't really see her until towards the end. Yeah. She conveyed so much in her voice. The character of Penny is to me, I I I took her as being as wearing the scars of emotional trauma, that she was a a parody, a, a satire, a, a comparison of this is what you do to us when you say these horrible things, when you do these terrible things to us. You're taking pieces of us every single time. And every single time 
we fall in love or we give our heart to the wrong person, we lose a piece of ourselves. And it takes a very strong person to come back a better person from that sort of experience. And if you have someone that is truly just scamming you, who's just lying to you, I don't know that you ever completely recover from that kind of thing. So for Penny, I felt like she was an allegory for emotional trauma. I think you're absolutely right, Jojo. I think you saw you saw a lot of things that I didn't see and and you are making it absolutely clearer to me than I even than I even thought. And this is why we do this show. <laughs> uh, yes. I I remember, you know, my wife came down a couple of times while I was watching this movie and I explained a little bit to her the beginning because she missed it. So she was kind of caught up in, in the show. And by the way, she never went back upstairs. <laughs> but she never sat down either. She was just like standing she there like, and backing away, like backing away like she was going upstairs and never did. <laughs> so I, I remember her asking me like, well, you know, how did she end up in there with this guy? And I say, and I said, yeah, because falling in love is all about the leap of faith, right? Mm -hmm. When when you are, when you meet someone that you think that's the someone, it's not, because, it's not necessarily because you really know, it's because you have a gut feeling and with this gut feeling comes the need to take a leap of faith. And my wife agreed because, well, we met, you know, in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> You know what I mean? And that in itself was a, a leap of faith, right? I remember I I was off for a couple of days, but I had to go to Santo Domingo. And I told her, why don't you meet me in Santo Domingo, right? And she actually took a, a bus and met me in Santo Domingo. That was a leap of faith. Yeah. And much in the same way, I said to her, like, before I met you, do you know how many times I flew... 3,500 miles away from the Dominican Republic to Switzerland, Germany, England, to be with people that I had just barely met. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? All yeah. that also was a question of leap of faith. Like, what if I was left standing at an airport Yeah. after 10 hours of travel? Yeah. Right? I mean, it, 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 it's all that. I remember I took... A flight from Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, to Madrid, from Madrid to Innsbruck, Austria. And then the person that I was meeting there met me there. And then we drove to Rovereto, to Italy, which is where she was from. What if that person wasn't there? I'm in Innsbruck, Austria. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's not... You can't... It, it, it's not that you're not smart enough to 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 think about how all of it could go wrong. Yeah. That's not it. Yeah. It's because you need to trust, you need to believe that this time though it might work. Yes. Yes. This is why we do what we do. This yes. is why and, and so the judgmentalism here is from a bunch of people on Twitter that are just doing the Monday morning quarterbacking shit. Yeah. As if they wouldn't do something stupid. 
And I, you know, the things we'll do, the things we'll do for love, that's the song. But I mean, the things that we'll do too with someone that we feel a connection to and having a connection with anybody is so rare in the world for as many people as there are in the world to have a true connection with somebody, whether it's friendship or love is incredibly rare. So if you are really feeling that, and, and I, this movie I think is, is great in that too, because there is so much chemistry between Daisy Edgar Jones and Sebastian Stan, that it really shows that, you know, I have a lot of feeling for this person. And yes, I am going to take that leap of faith. She wouldn't have taken the leap of faith for Chad and his awful sweater thing. But, and it's <laughs> nothing to do with what how Stan Sebastian looks either. Because Chad was a good looking dude. You know, he wasn't yeah. ugly, but he was, he was a douchebag. He was yeah. a douchebag. So, I mean, you know, you've got somebody charming and somebody who says the right things and somebody who makes you laugh. I mean, that's a big one right there. Somebody who makes yeah. you laugh. And then of course you're going to take that leap of faith. Of course you are. And if you don't, you're going to forever have in your mind, why didn't I do that? Why, why didn't I do that? Yes, yes. And, yes. you know, we're, we're told all the time that the only thing we're going to regret at the end of our lives is the things that we didn't do. You know, that's, that's constantly drilled into us. So <laughs> of course you're going to go, you know what? I, I just want someone to care for me. I want someone to care about me. I want somebody to ask me what my day was like at the end of the day. And this person made me laugh. So yeah, I'm coming to your cabin. Yeah. And, and the thing about the whole too good to be true thing is as long as you got a feeling that this person is not the right person. So, so there's that, right? Like it's okay. Yeah. What would make you think that this is too good to be true is because from the very first moment, there was something that didn't quite feel right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But if you think about the way these two people met, and this is a dude that knows exactly what he's doing. Yes. Right. Yes, he knows his marks. I'm not going to feel. I'm not going to ever give you a sense that I'm creepy, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be sort of like even apologetic to the to the notion that I spoke to you to begin with. And the distance was a big deal. Like I know, I yes. noticed that right away. Like he never yes. got too close to her. He never like reached towards her. Never violated. It was it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I mean, yes. this film is yes. brilliant in showing you. How we feel as women, like like yes. Chad, when he took his step towards her and then she stepped back and was like, no, I'm not yeah, feeling no. it. And then he calls her mm -hmm. a fucking bitch. But you felt that. I felt that. I was like, oh, yeah. God, I know that feeling. The, the, that's the, the guy. That's the, no, no, get yeah. back. Yeah. 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 So. That, that's that guy. That's that guy. Yes. You know, the dude that, that, you know, like. Dude, you're a douchebag. Like, seriously. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like one of those moments where, like, if that was my sister, man. <laughs> you know <what> right. <laughs> right. Like, fuck you, man. Right. Like, I wish my sister would call me on the phone and say, this dude just did. Like, oh, it's on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I just, I, so with that and with the, everything that happens to Noah and Penny, and then, you know, you've got the beautiful story of the friendship of Noah and Molly. And, um, you know, I love you. I love you more. I mean, that's, that's gorgeous. And that 
no, 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 okay. no, no. I, I, I just love it. I just love it because, because that, that. To me, so here's the thing. Here's the thing, Juju. Yeah. And and please remember what you were saying, because. Yeah. But I, I have to say this. This is to me, the the measure of a friendship is when you know who your friend are so much so that with saying hi on a text message and the way he or she responds for you to know, hmm, something is not quite right. Yes. Yes. And there are two people in the world that this happens to me. It's you and my friend John. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yep. And yep. I know, I know, I know, like, you know, yep. I know. So, yeah. hey, Jojo, <laughs> boom. And then I know, damn, man, okay. Well, I, I got to dig a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and when Molly, when Molly, like, bam, her antenna went on. Yes. Because of one thing that was not said. Like, that's a fucking friend. That's what, yes. it's not a question of being in your face all day. No. It's not a question yeah. of like, yo, we haven't been together. We didn't party together. No, 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 no. That's not what it's all about. Yes. It's yes. about knowing who your friend is. Yes. And those little subtle details. Yes. That only you would know. And it tells you a lot more than if your friend said, here, let me tell you what's happened. Yeah. Yeah. So that there, there, there you go. Yeah. Please continue. Please continue. <laughs> well, I, I I loved that that the their relationship and I loved that the movie portrayed a healthy, loving female friendship. The fact that that's so rare, um, shown so rarely shown in movies and on television. I'm not saying it never is. Hashtag not all guys. It's it's <laughs> it's it's, it's but it is so rare and it should not be. It should not be. More often we are shown women who are friends to each other's faces and conniving behind each other's backs. Yeah. And that's not yeah. what it is. When you have a true friend who is happens to be a girl, it can be a boy too. But I mean, if you if you have it's just I feel we have a lot more examples in movies and on television of girls who are not like the other girls and are friends with a dude and they have this fabulous relationship or, you know, they're really good friends with a dude who is gay. You don't, in my opinion, see enough of two women who are friends and more than just friends, they have each other's backs. They are sisters to one another. And it's the case of, even if I don't talk to you for two weeks, I know that in two weeks, we're still friends. And in yes. four weeks, we're still friends. In six weeks, I can call you out of the blue and say, hey, I need you to come help me bury a body and you're going to be there. <laughs> yes, mom. There's not going to be any anything, you know. No, I come and haven't heard from you in four weeks. Exactly. Yeah, you don't off. love me anymore. No, no. <laughs> and of course, we're going to have those people in our lives too. You know, we're going to have people that come and go. But there are there are people that you have, have this core friendship with that goes so deep and they're so rare. But I, I loved Molly. I loved what she did for her friend. I know that there were a lot of people who were very angry online <laughs> about the fact that this white girl put a black girl thoughtlessly put a black girl in this dangerous position. She used her white 
privilege to put her her friend in this position, which I... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Explain that to me. In what, like, how did they explain that? They, that was essentially what they said, that, that this this character uses her white privilege to endanger her black friend. Why? How? I don't. I don't agree with that. I, I don't think that that is the case at all. I don't think that this is a story about race in the slightest. I, I, I don't think that she endangered anybody at all through... <laughs> because, I mean, how, how do you know that you have... Honestly, until this happens to you, how do you really know for sure that your friend is going to be like, okay, I'm dropping everything and I'm, I'm finding you. You know, so I, did she have to say, okay, I can't date this dude that I don't know much about because I have a black friend? Is that is I, I guess what the that fuck was is this all about? I I guess that was basically oh the God. thought behind it, but I I I I just don't I don't see that, and I don't think that that had anything to do with anything. Oh, I I sake, think no. that they were just they are this beautiful friendship, and she knew that she had to find her friend and she had to do what she could because she knew that something was wrong and that people were lying to her. And I also loved the inclusion of the bartender character because for me, he was a, uh, a satire, a, a take on police and a take on the friend you have that isn't going to be there for you. Yeah, signing your fair weather friend. So he's he's just not really helping her. He's encouraging her. So we've got the cop part there. Oh, you know, I'm sure she's just this or just that. And I really can't give you that information. I just I can't. And uh, you know, she she's probably just you know shacked up with somebody that kind of thing. And then he then he gives the information. And then you know, at the end of the movie, he decides to act on some information that he's had for a very long time that Molly sent him, and it's taken him much too long to act on this because I'm sorry. If somebody sends me a message and is like, this is where I am in case something bad goes down, you send them a message and the message doesn't go through. It's like, okay, I got to leave work. I got to leave work. I I, got to go find what, what the hell is going on here. But I, I, he sat on this for a long time. So he finally drives out to this location and then fucks off. (laughs) So I I, th- I thought I was like you know this is an allegory too also for for the friend you can't count on and also for a lot of dudes in some ways in the oh I'm gonna white knight you and I'm gonna save you until it actually comes down to something dangerous and that's all like bye I'm yeah, out yeah no uh, this is not this is getting a bit hairy for me let me get the fuck out <laughs> like, this is this is, this is too much and so yeah. I I. Uh, I liked the inclusion of him. I think he was very important, an important kind of like part of the journey in a way of showing you how often we only have a certain number of people we can truly count on. Yep, that's exactly right. There are fewer people we can count on than we than we we get shouted out like yes. You know. I'm here for you. Yes. You know, you know, you yes. know what I mean? Yes. Until the moment you have to count on, <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, I'm with you. I, I loved Molly because, first of all, Molly is funny as fuck. Yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> smart. Molly Molly is, is funny. She's, like I said, she's smart. And she's the the I don't give a fuck kind of friend. Yes. 
like her conversations in her cubicle <laughs> was making everybody uncomfortable. She's like, I don't give a fuck, you know. And I'm like, that's 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 my girl right there. But like, <laughs> she's creeping the fuck out of everybody, and they'll be looking at her, and still she's like, yeah, sure, man. <laughs> like, let's keep talking, you know. She she was a funny character, but there's also, as you said, she was a girl's girl in the sense that she wasn't your stereotypical hot friend, fat friend character, mm-hmm. or the the black friend that has doesn't have anything going on for her. In fact, she's got more going on for her than than he, than, than than her friend yeah, in the sense Noah. that yeah, she dates whatever the fuck she wants. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. She'll date a girl and she'll date a dude too. <laughs> you know, and she gets herself some whenever she wants. Yes. As opposed to no you know. Yes. So so I, I love this character in all of it. But also, you're right. Instead of the white knight it is the tr- it is true friendship that is salvation here yeah and that that to me is is the point of it all yeah it is the true friendship that take the risks that put their lives in danger yes and yes. as you said the white knight when she got kind of hairy yeah we know how they say man let's get the fuck out yeah i'm i'm done and he literally said that yes he did yeah i've seen this so. movie i'm leaving <laughs> And I, I think the inclusion of Penny, too, was very important when, when they finally got to see each other and the fact that she didn't leave her because they had forged such a bond between the yeah. vent shaft. And, you know, she wasn't she didn't leave Penny. She didn't when she realized when they realized, you know, that Penny couldn't walk because of her trauma and because of what yeah. he had done to her there wasn't a well we when they saw the steps there wasn't a well we got to leave you here it was well let's figure this out how how can we all get out together and again the importance of friendship and the importance of not relying on somebody to come busting in to save you the cops the white knight the whoever and there's more than one reason to love penny is the fact that I love the fact that she was a voice for most of it. Yes. In that voice almost makes you feel like maybe there is no penny. Yes. And and is the subconscious maybe talking. Yes. And there's a moment that she touches on that. And she says, maybe I imagined you, but if you weren't true, if you were a fruit of my imagination, why would I give you such a fucking weird name for a girl? <laughs> and i'm like you know what that's true (laughs) i wouldn't fucking call you no i get the fuck out of here (laughs) i loved it i loved it i loved it yes yes there was humor everywhere in this in this movie and that's what i like about it yes but also the social commentary wasn't preachy it was there for you to just savor yes like throwing i don't know apple or Candy apple, whatever they call it, grapes at your mouth. Oh, the um, mm-hmm. the sugar cotton candy apple. Cotton, can- Co- cotton candy. Cotton candy grapes. grapes. Yes, yeah. yes. That 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 to me was the beginning of something good. Yeah. But this is you and me. We see mo- we watch movies in a very different way, and I know that people will disagree, because again, again, we weird. <laughs> 
if you've listened to this show, you know that we're weird. <laughs> like the things that we see in what in the things that we watch. It was a Jocelyn, but yours would include an E at the end. The cast. We don't need to get into the cast. I think we can call it a day now, isn't it, Jojo? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you see even more because it, it <laughs> again, you can just take this and just be a dark comedy thriller. And that's, you know what, if that's what you want to do, that's totally fine because it's an incredibly entertaining and watchable movie from that standpoint. But if you want to dig into it, if you want to look for the different social cues, the satire, the the allegories, I mean, there is so much there. There is just literally every minute something for you to grab a hold of and go, oh my God. I mean, there's the scene where they first have dinner for the first time together, uh, Noah and Steve, and he drops her off at her apartment, if you will. Um, this is when they've gone to the cabin together and so that when they first have their human flesh dinner and she she kind of drops her head and says thank you steve and and he makes some comment and it was it was so perfect to me because it was such a spoof a i keep running out of words for parody but it was such a perfect comment on being dropped off after a date even though they just had this totally unusual, amazing, horrible date that wasn't really a date. The, the, you know, her dropped head and the, and the thank you, Steve. And the, and his, his little comment was, it was just, I was like, Oh God, it's just, it hits you in the, in the gut because you've been there. And yeah. So there's just so much to, to pull apart. Yeah. And, and I don't necessarily think that there's anything that will, gross you up but because there's more references than than visuals isn't it yes and that you know that also i think speaks to the state of mind that you're in when you're attracted to someone uh is the fact that you're not necessarily questioning everything they say so when he said that said that you know i i I don't eat animals and your first thought is it going to go immediately to oh vegetarian okay cool cool yes no, it's not definitely. Right. So um, we do recommend this this, this movie in uh, an hour, 55 minutes. It's an absolutely fantastic movie to watch. It's a good watch with company, without company. And uh, the cast is is beautiful, it's brilliant. The uh, Sebastian Stan here is great he is great he he really really found the 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 sweet spot for this character he really really did he really did because he makes you laugh when you shouldn't be laughing and it's a genuine laughter i mean it's 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 he's just he's he's brilliant in this yes yes so before we call it a day of course we have to tell you that you can find us on social media. If you go to uh, kickinandstreamingpodcast.com, which is our website, you will find not only our social media handles, but also all of the different apps that you can listen to our podcast. Also, on kickinandstreamingpodcast.com, you will find a way to donate or contribute monetarily to this podcast on Buy Me A Coffee or 
Kofi or Kofi, K-O-F-I, right? Yes. Uh, if you've ever thought, like, yeah, I like these podcasters, you know, I like Jojo. I kind of like Graham, too. <laughs> so maybe I'll give them something, you know. <laughs> Buy me a coffee is where you can do it, and you can find the little button for that on our kickinandstreamingpodcast.com. Yes. On Instagram, you will find Jojo as... KNS co-host. KNS co-host, and we are on Instagram as kicking and streaming underscore podcast and on Twitter kicking and the letter N streaming we are going to again call it a day for today and uh, we hope you enjoy the movie we also hope that you've enjoyed our take on it yes right Jojo that's right yes so for me and for Jojo this is the time we say goodbye bye everybody thank you Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you've found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.